Welcome to this week's edition of the St. Paul Podcast. I'm Peter Marty, Senior Pastor of St. Paul Lutheran Church, located in the heart of Davenport, Iowa. Right here each week, you can hear a message to inspire your walk with God and hear beautiful music to fill your life. Let this podcast be your occasion to contemplate some of the deepest things in life, just as I hope it helps faith come alive for you. here at St. Paul. Welcome to this third week in the season of Advent. This is a time where we look ahead with anticipation and with expectation of all the joy of Christmas. Thanks for listening into the St. Paul Worship Podcast. I hope this season has been filled with God's peace and has provided even some small moments where you can reflect on the meaning, the significance of this particular season of time. Often during the Advent season, we hear scripture that talks about John the Baptist or references preparing the way of the Lord. 
or some sort of variations on that kind of theme. But today we're going to read a psalm instead, Psalm 126 to be exact. And it doesn't speak about John the Baptist or reference what it means specifically to await Jesus' birth, like so many of our Advent readings often do. But I do think it's this beautiful fit as we inch ever closer to Christmas. This particular psalm is really, at its core, a song of hope. It's about waiting and longing and looking for something new, expecting God to move closer and to act in our lives, all of which perfectly relate to Advent. So as you listen, you'll hear the psalmist talk of what it means to dream of something new, And listen for how this psalm paints a picture of how one moves from tears to joy, maybe especially because of one's hopes and dreams. So first, here are the words of Psalm 126. When the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, we were like those who dream. Then our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongue with shouts of joy. Then it was said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us, and we rejoiced. Restore our fortunes, O Lord, like the watercourses in the Negev. May those who sow in tears reap with shouts of joy. Those who go out weeping, bearing the seed for sowing, shall come home with shouts of joy, carrying their sheaves. Okay, with that, Let's take a listen to this reflection on just what it means to be people who dream and how our dreams even shape our own sense of faith and our assurance in God's love for us. So take a listen. Well, here's a story this morning that will show that dreams really do come true. Two years ago, almost to the day today, a man living in Edwardston, Australia, woke up one morning to discover that he held the winning lottery ticket that totaled just over $4.8 million. It's not exactly the $500 million sorts of jackpots we hear about in the news every now and then, but a few million dollars still is nothing, uh, no small thing. This winner of this particular uh, drawing chose to remain anonymous, unnamed. We don't know his identity, but we do know a few things. He chose the installment payout, which means he'll receive somewhere around $20,000 a month for the next 20 years. He also shared in a press release that he has been buying lottery tickets every week for years. I couldn't believe it when they told me I had won. He said it's all just a bit surreal. But maybe the most interesting part of the story is when the winner shared that this experience has confirmed for him his belief in premonitions, the power of dreams. He said, I know this is going to be hard to believe, but years ago I dreamed the numbers that I use for my ticket, and I have been using them every week since. He went on to say, it was such a vivid dream. I just, I knew I was supposed to stick with those numbers, and here we are. It feels as though it was all meant to be. Sure enough, eventually it paid off. I'm certain you're wondering. The lucky numbers that came to him in a dream so many years ago, they were 1, 11, 31, 40, and 44. Write those down if you want. 
no explanation given for why those numbers appeared in his dream or what significance they might have. But the whole story raises some larger questions about the real power of dreams. Whether you believe in premonitions or not, whether you think this man was destined to win the lottery, those numbers were significant from years ago or just happened to be really lucky, dreams in their various forms, they grab our attention. I'm guessing, I suppose, that none of you have had dreams about particular lottery numbers. If you have, come talk to me after worship. Or maybe you're still waiting for that winning ticket. Then again, there's sort of categories or types of dreams, right? There's the kind that wake you up in the middle of the night and you kind of wonder to yourself, what was that? What did it mean? There are all kinds of books you can read that will help you decipher the subliminal meaning why you're why you dream of your teeth falling out or showing up for a final, late for a final exam you didn't know you were supposed to take or whatever your dreams might be. This time of year we sing of dreaming of a white Christmas, sort of some small little hope for this holiday season. But then, of course, there are these dreams that are more of a longing, a deep desire for what is yet to come. Maybe you heard it in those words of the psalm that we sung together this morning. They're printed right in your bulletin if you want to look back. When the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, then we were like those who dream. Our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongue with shouts of joy. We were like those who dream. I don't think the writer of this psalm here is imagining someone who's waiting for just the right lottery numbers to come to them in the middle of the night. But these words are articulating what it means to wait, to hope for something better, for some change that's just on the horizon. It's actually one of the reasons why every year this time we hear stories about John the Baptist, which I read in the gospel this morning. We read scripture about preparing the way for the Lord. Even from the days before Jesus was born, we have been expecting God to show up and act. We have been preparing ourselves, the whole world, for a change that surely is still going to come even if we have to wait. That's really what the season of Advent is meant to be about. We talk about hope, an anticipation, that there is something more out there, something more to come. Whatever struggle or emptiness or grief that we feel right now, we can dream that it will not always be this way. In these weeks leading up to Christmas, it's as if we say, of course, we know Jesus was actually born some 2,000 years ago. We know that every year we're essentially just sort of reenacting this event that happened centuries ago of his birth. And yet, we reenact it, we focus on it, we celebrate it because we are saying that we can dream. We can hope and believe that Jesus' presence in and among us, Jesus being born into this world over and over again, it continues to change this world. 
day after day or year after year. A man named Will Willimon, he's a Methodist pastor, former dean of the chapel at Duke University. He wrote this about the hope we get to live with as Christian people, maybe especially this time of year. He said, show me a person who is not waiting for something more to come, not yearning or leaning forward, standing tiptoe for something better. And I will show you a person who has given up hope for anything, someone who has settled too comfortably into our present arrangements. The future, he goes on to say, the future belongs to those who wait, who dream of something better, knowing that the present darkness is not our final destination. The psalmist writes, when the Lord restored our fortunes, we were like those who dream. We were like those who could hope that one day there would be peace in every corner of the world, even though it seems entirely impossible on this day. We could be people who dream of a day when no one goes to bed cold or hungry or lonely, when even far too many people will do just that tonight. We could hold tight to a dream of ours that one day our lives will not be consumed with grief or depression or broken hearts or anxiety or whatever it may be, that as people of faith we get to dream that one day whether this side of heaven or the other, all these dreams will become reality. Of course, whenever we talk about dreams, it's hard not to bring to mind the incredible words of Martin Luther King. We know it. We can hear that booming voice echo as he spoke those famous words, I have a dream. But the real power of those words is in the persuasive way in which he spoke. The more he talked, the more he painted this picture of what could be. The more it felt less like a dream and more like an actual achievable reality. You could picture it, you could feel it, you could believe that maybe this world actually could be a different place for our children than it is for us today. That is the power of a dream. It allows us to believe that something new or different or better is just within our reach. And the words of this particular psalm mean even more if you take into consideration the sort of historical context in which it was actually written. It was really more of a nightmare. God's people at the time of this psalm were living in captivity and slavery. They lost literally everything around them. It's crumbling. They have nothing. They were familiar, well acquainted with tears, as the psalm also says. And yet, it is in that exact setting that the author writes, those who sowed with tears, they will reap with songs of joy. Those who go out weeping, they will come back again with joy. They had a dream, a certain confidence that this current surroundings, that prevalent fear or the unknowns, it would one day be replaced with even something as grand as joy and peace. 
if only they held out hope. The great poet Langston Hughes, he wrote a poem that could almost be a paraphrase or a reference of this very psalm. It says this, Hold fast to dreams, for if dreams die, life is a broken-winged bird that cannot fly. Hold fast to dreams, for when dreams go, life is a barren field frozen with snow. As people of faith, there is maybe nothing more powerful we get to carry with us than our dreams. We get to dream of God's presence actually making a difference in this world and in our lives. We get to have a real hope that tomorrow's possibilities could actually be better than today's realities. To pray with earnest expectation that God hears our prayers and will act. That someday, tears will become laughter or weeping will be replaced with joy. And we can have hope that even that might happen sooner rather than later. As far as I know, there's no scripture verse that talks about God sending us any lottery numbers in the middle of the night. You're on your own there. But I am convinced that God knows the longings of our hearts and promises that there is reason to hope. There is great potential for our dreams. So hold fast to your dreams, God might say to each of us. For a life without dreams is like a broken-winged bird that cannot fly. Amen.
like a candle in the darkness. Christ is the hope that fills our hearts. The brightest beacon for the lost and the lonely. We'll turn now to God in prayer, speaking those sacred words of the Lord's Prayer. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial, and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. I hope these coming days and weeks hold much joy and peace for you. But whatever they may be like, I hope that you hold fast to your own dreams. Know that God promises to hear the longings of our hearts. And may that knowledge bring you abundant hope. Amen. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast, and thanks for your support of the ministries of St. Paul Lutheran Church. Our commitment to projects that lend hope to other people stretches across the country and around the world. We hope that in a good way, you feel a part of that reach. Tune in next Thursday for another edition of the St. Paul Podcast.